everybody. It is 91.9 Reflex Radio, and I'm Ramon John, your drive home, just taking you back. We got three people in the studio today, and the first one we're going to talk to is Gatter. He is just a battery expert, and Gatter, could you tell us any fact about battery? Well, uh, you know, it really comes down to the kind of clay that you use, you know, and uh, all also about the speed that you got to have it uh, on the rotor going. And, you know, it's a pretty good, you know, it's pretty great. And we can go on to the next guy. Okay, that is a hot take up, and I'm about to drop some hot snakes. All right, next up we got Adam. That is just a famous musician. Adam, good job, everybody. Well, hi. How's How's it going? Going? Uh, so, so, uh, you're, you're used to using instruments, right? That's right. Can you tell me when? What are the chances that my microphone is possessed by an alcohol? Uh, you know what? I would say it's about a fifty percent chance because you know we we have we never really know what's going on with those darn things. We just kind of turn them on and see what happens. That is frightening. <laughs> All right, next caller. We got someone also on their drive home. Jacob, you're tuning in live. How are you, buddy? Hey, hey, uh, I, I'm just happy to be on the show. Uh, I love you. Um, I'm a huge fan. Great, great to see you. I love you, too. All right, you got to answer this question for a chance at a prize. All right, what is the powerhouse of the cell? Could you answer that, Jacob? The mitochondria. Or, no. You are correct, Jacob. You have just won a trip for two to Sejong, a South Korean prison just off the coast. All right, you are going there tomorrow. Good luck, buddy. That is Ramon taking you home. That's all the time we have today. Tune in next week for three more passengers in my passenger seat. And uh, we're going to just hop on over to another show called Cheaper by the Dungeon. Dandy, tune in for that. But I've been Ramon. See you later. Drive safe. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm DM Seth, and uh, we are Cheaper by the Dungeon, a D&D 5th edition podcast. uh, And we are here with... (laughs) Pottery Man, Connor, uh, Superstar Adam, and uh, just car. Y- you're recording this from your car, I think, Jacob, right? Hey, driving a car is pretty superstar to me, so. <laughs> Jacob's going to Doctor Strange it in a minute, and like he's just mid-recording. There's just going to be a big crash sound and lose function in his hands. <laughs> oh, God. There's vocal cords in this case. <laughs> I can do it without my hands, let me tell you. I we'll love it all the same. Um... Okay, so recap of the last episode really quick. Uh, Basically, the gang got the whole town to rally behind them as the ones that were going to put their lost ones' souls to rest. Apparently, a lot of people in Manusnow went to the mountain and died there, specifically a lot of young and old people. Uh, So lots of families were affected by this. And when the guys basically put themselves in the position of being the ones to honor them and put their potential souls to rest or find them, uh, find the missing people... Everybody rallied behind them, gave them supplies, everything. They're good to go. They also went into the woods after getting all that done. They went into the woods just south of Manasno with Leslie, their trash guide who sings too much. Um, and they went there and he didn't bring a map. And basically a Yeti came and they turned it into a penguin. It was all crazy. And then they found near the edge of the woods at the base of the first mountain, um, basically this tomb puzzle. And they unlocked the entrance to this tomb uh, using blood and, and elements, and they went inside. And just as they were descending the stairs, this is where we're going to cut in. So, you guys are walking down the steps. It all seems just relatively cave-like to you. It doesn't seem out of the ordinary. Uh, but as you were descending, you hear the same Yeti roar in the distance, and it echoes down the stairs. Uh, and you hear Leslie at the entrance where you left him, Longface, Cloppy Hoof, and Tea Leaf, your horses, 
uh, you hear Leslie just be like, oh, no, 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 guys, guys, it's coming. And then the stone slabs that once parted to open the way to this this underground tunnel now slam shut. And you're all in the dark. But that's okay because you all have dark vision because you're you're dumb. But <laughs> but, but oh, it, wow. it's it, you're you're now in the stairwell. Wait a minute. So our horses are going to die for sure. Man, I knew our horse. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, can I inspect kind of the that entryway to see if there's any way we can open it from this side to maybe try and let them in? Uh, you run up the stairs and you put your hand on the entranceway and you even try and like force it open, but it's it's not budging. You don't see any obvious like lever or way to just open it. How how thick were kind of like the stone? Was like the stone floor that like closed back up. Relative, relatively thick, about you know seven, maybe eight feet thick. Like it was, it was pretty chunky. Oh wow! Oh. So it was like a boulder. It was huge. Yeah, it was pretty big. Okay, I'm gonna pull down my mask and I'm gonna look around for any traces of magic, particularly more of the magical writing that was on the stone and on the trees outside. Okay, uh, you. Put your mask down and you see into the gray, foggy, ethereal plane. You do not see any runes around you immediately, but you do see a faint glow similar to that of the runes you saw in the forest glowing from the bottom of the stairs. About 30 feet down, just a few steps. Okay, I'm going to say, Westboro and Tarawan, don't waste your time with that doorway. It's clearly closed. And besides, Leslie is probably not worth expending the spells to save. I do, however, see some magical traces down below if we choose to descend further. But long-faced Cloppy Hoos, he's my horse. Yeah, and Tea Leaf (laughs) as well. But I do think you're right. The fastest way out is probably through, so we should get moving. I guess we can just put our, our trust in our horse's ability to run. And to wait. save Leslie, because he's not going to save them. At. It's definitely that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leslie's there, too. I'm sure he'll find a way out. Your doorknob you hear- can't go through through feet, Ooh. right? Zip can only go through a couple inches. Um, <laughs> um I obviously remembered I had the doorknob. Um, <laughs> uh, I was waiting for someone to ask me to do it. Um, <laughs> sure, would that work, DM? Like, how, I don't know how thick this thing is. You can go try. All right, I'm gonna. Oh, look, I'm so smart and remembered I, I have the doorknob on me. Um, I'll, this might be a way to save our friends. Let me, let me put it in the door. And I put the doorknob into the brick wall. As you're moving the doorknob, uh, to the basically ceiling uh, where the stone slab opened. Um, you hear just muffled through it, like, mm, mm, you can hear Leslie being like, mm, and you can hear long-faced cloppy hooves being like, mm, mm, like, like oh. crying. And you just hear Leslie being like, I'm going left! Even though they didn't want it, I'm going left! And uh, you put the doorknob, shing, shing, shing! Magical outlines of a door appear, and it just works, and you can lift it, but you're going to need other people's help to lift it, like, open the whole way. Oh, it's an outward swinging door. Yeah. 
Oh, yes, help me open this. It's heavy. Everybody strength check real quick. Oh, boy. Do you know what? Can I just let Darian roll for me? Like, I just want to assist him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use uh, my Ryzen's tier and use my point of inspiration. Okay. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Uh, that's a 22. Uh, mine's a 7. Okay. And Peterson, what'd you get? Nope, 7 as well. Hmm. Uh, Zippy and Peterson are a little too short to be able to push it any <clears throat> like great distance <clears throat> up. So Darian just like full bodybuilder goes underneath and like and raises it uh, over his head and it starts creaking open. Uh, and you can see there's a little daylight that Zippy you could like crawl through. Um, I'm going to attempt to uh, crawl through there and uh, try to signal to the horses to try and get them down there. So Zippy, you poke your head out and you see uh, Leslie is just guiding the horses into the woods and uh, he's not riding them. He's guiding them in. And do you want to yell something to them? Um, get over here quick. We we want you to we, we open the doorway. Leslie's going and he's like, oh, run, run, run. And Clappy Hoops is like, oh, 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 wait, master. And then Leslie turns around and you just see Zippy's little furry face poking through the ground as like the stone slab is kind of opened like a door. And Leslie's like, oh. Okay, and he runs over with the horses, and he's there, and he's trying to lift too. And the horses are putting their heads under, trying to lift. And he's like, "Master, you came back for us. You were gone for twenty seconds." It's okay. I'm here now, and uh, Darian's holding the door open for us. We got. We have to move along. Yeah, if you could expedite this, that would be very much appreciated. <laughs> While he's doing that, I'm going to pull on Darian's pants a little bit, just his attention. I'm going to say, Tarwan. Do you really think it's prudent to bring the horses with us into this small cramped space with lots of stairs? I mean, they don't even have night vision like we do. It could be a liability to us. What do you think? Look, I'd rather take the risk of keeping them alive. They've been with us through a lot. Ugh. As and you l- say. Look, there, there, there's a friggin' Yeti running around out here. It's, the choice seems pretty clear, all right? By the way, you're doing a great job. I'll stop bothering you. Thanks for the help. Okay. And you hear the stomps of a Yeti coming closer. And Leslie's like, okay, lift! And the horses and you and all of you are lifting and it's arcing open and slab, it falls back and it's open. And Leslie jumps in and the horses are like, I'm not good with small spaces. I get claustrophobic. You're my horse and you're going to do as I say. (laughs) <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm jumping cannonball, and the horse like cannonballs in, and Tea Leaf's like, "I love it," and then he just jumps in as well. Uh, Why can't the I have still- Tea Leaf? <laughs> <laughs> the door is still wide open, and you can see peering out, Zippy, the Yeti is pushing trees back and is roaring, and it sees your head poking out of the ground, and it's like roar. And it's charging towards you. Um, Darian, we need this as closed as quick as possible. All right. And I try and pull the door closed. Strength check. Gosh. For both of us or just Darian? If you're helping Zippy, then you as well. Okay, I'll help. Or you could just give me advantage. I'll give him advantage. My strength is minus one. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> that works. Yeah. That's a natural 20, boys. Boom. Yes. <laughs> Starting this game Eff- off. Right. Effortlessly. <laughs> like it's a real regular door. Just you close it and in and it closes so good that that it's it's closed real good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, That's a good description. Like, like natural 20, solid shut. The doorknob pops off. Um and it's in Darian's hand. And it's sealed, and you hear just like pounding on the top uh, of like a giant yeti just punching it. Oh. But the stone seems solid because I, he closed it so freaking good. <laughs> I uh, I toss the doorknob back to Zippy. Hey, thank you, Darian. Of course, I'm really glad you got that thing. Yeah, I will never. I I never forget about it. I use it almost in every situation I can. Long face Cloppy Hooves is kind of like lying on the floor, kind of mangled, and he's like, I shouldn't have killed It's dark. I don't have the night vision. Is Leslie with us? Uh, and Leslie's there too, yeah. Right, right. And he's okay. like, Oh, you came back. Thank you. Oh, I thought I was done for, and thought I'd, that was it, and I wouldn't be able to find Lara. And- we would never leave you out there in such dangerous conditions, Leslie. Come with us. You did, though. You just did. Well, we (laughs) came back back for you, which is the important thing to remember. Anyways, just try to stay quiet as we go down into this place. We have no idea what it holds in store for us. Um, I'm going to pull out a torch from my adventures pack, and uh, I'll uh, light it up. It lights up, and the horses are like, fire! It's almost as scary as... Close spaces. This is my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and I, st- I start uh, leading the way down the stairs. Um, Tea leaf like skips behind you. Is like oh la 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 la. Are we sure it wouldn't be better just to leave them by the entrance here, and so that we know, you know, that nothing's going to come in from this way. So it might just be best to just retrieve them from we when we either exit. Master, I will sure. not be left alone again. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Here, Leslie, uh, take this torch, because you actually, I think, are the only one who needs it right now. No, he's so a tiefling. He can see. Uh, whatever. You take it, and you uh, <laughs> keep hold of the horses. We'll lead the way and make sure everything's safe. Uh, okay. And he goes back there, and he grabs the horse's reins, and you're all making your way down the stairs. I'm going to just be intentional about walking behind Darian. Okay. Uh, Zippy, do you want to be behind Darian as well, or do you want to lead the pack? Um, no, I'm going to be behind and be next to my horse. I have a few choice words for him. Okay, well, we'll get to those in a second. So, you are all walking down these, the steps uh, as this huge adventuring party, <laughs> once again, all united. Uh, and Draken at your hip, Darian is like, Ugh, Darian, you should have let the fat one stay outside. It would have been a better distraction for the Yeti. Look, I don't think the Yeti's going to be getting in here, and also, he can probably hear you. He's not that far away. I can hear you. <laughs> I, I just wish there was less NPCs to handle. <laughs> uh, but, whatever. This place seems odd. Look, it's... Weird aura. Yeah, I've noticed I, the same I thing. I... You hear what you're saying. Maybe uh, Leslie can just have some kind of follow command and you don't have to keep juggling him the whole time. Um, follow! That doesn't work. 
<laughs> Peterson mentioned at the top of the stairs that he's seeing some more of these magical glyphs and signs. It's making me a little nervous. Yeah, usually probably like trap magic or something. We'll see. And you all keep going down. What were your choice words for your horse, Zippy? To ride with me, you have to be a brave horse. A strong horse. What are you doing? Oh, I know, but everybody has their weaknesses, Zippy. Has being in the air made you soft? Do I need to make you run alongside the ship instead of having you on top? No, no, please. No, I I love the wind blowing through my hair as I sail through the clouds. Makes me feel like a pegasus instead of a horse. You have to set an example for young Tea Leaf. He, he doesn't know any better than to follow anyone's, anyone's choices. You have to make the choices for him. Tea Leaf looks over and is like, I like bugs! Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> young Tea Leaf. I need to do it for him. He's so young and impressionable. Hmm. No bugs in here, though. Yes. He's... Yeah, I get it. I'll do better, Zippy. I promise. Right. I'll be watching. Uh, Long-faced copy hooves will remember that. Um, <laughs> like, a, like a telltale game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, you guys keep moving down, and you get to the bottom of the stairs. And it actually comes into a bit of an open clearing, uh, where it's just this more open cave. The ceiling opens up and expands a little bit, and there's a running stream just at the right end of the room. Uh... It's just a running stream of water. And there's actually just a little, like, rowboat just there tied to a little post at the edge uh, where the water is coming. And it's just there. It looks like it goes down past this little room into another tunnel where the water is rushing through. Uh, But all of you... So before, only Peterson could see the glyphs, the magic blue glyphs. But now all of you can see... There's blue kind of text on the wall just opposite of you as you enter the room. Uh, And it's just these big glyphs that none of you can make out. But Draken says, Oh, now this place does seem familiar. What is it? Well, it's something from way back. Surprise, my memory holds up. It's a Roranora reservation we've stumbled upon. A what? A Roranoa. A Rora. Why did they name it this? Rorona reservation. Rorona reservation. That's what it is. I'm surprised this is still here, though. It's it's from my time when Wesnia and everything was about. Roranora was a collector of creatures and like a preserver of magic and stuff. And she often blocked off specific locations using stupid puzzles like the one you solved earlier. She was obsessed with letting all life live freely and naturally and stuff. Stupid. I found a few of these reservations in my time and I I burned them to the ground actually, so. What what language is this? Are these what are these glyphs? Actually that's Wesnian language. Way back the old tongue. I can read it for you. For a price. Please do. And what fish? What price? Hold on. What price would that be? I don't know. I haven't had a snack in here for a while. That could maybe get my reading spectacles on once again. Here, have this mana snow apple. 
You're putting a whole apple in my bowl. Well, I can cut it up for you if you'd like. Cut up, please. In slices. Actually, if you could do the spirally thing, that'd be sick. Oh, that's how I like to have it myself, actually. Perfect. And you toss it in, and it dangles in. He's like, yes, my power. It grows. Oh, yes. And and, and he's just eating up the apple. He's like, oh, yes. It's been so long. Okay, I'll read it. For another apple. <laughs> One more. Ah, fine. Track and read the script. Okay, fine. But I, you owe me an apple. Okay, it says... What does it say? The great snail, Naramin. The last of its kind, as the Pronikin forest of Wesnia were turned to ash during the gifted strike. Here, they will be protected from harm and feast on rose cork crystals. Do not feed it anything else. That's in all caps. And that's all it says. Actually, I remember those Pronigan forests. I burned them down, actually. I think that's a, that's a Draken reference. Uh, I Sick! Was like, I was about to ask that, actually. Yeah, well, that's all it says. Seems like this is kind of just a, a text or just, you know, instructional sentence. I'm not sure why Roranoa put these here. She was not, you know, she, it wasn't like she was running a zoo and let people go into her reservations. But Does it indicate at all who this instruction was for or if she intended for any specific person to descend into this place? Mm, nope. Just what I read. Interesting. And it seems the only way forward is this little rowboat down the river. Wherever it leads. Can I uh, look to see how deep the water is? Uh, you look over the edge and you see uh, the water is only about four feet deep. Like you could stand up in it if you really wanted to. The current would probably like push you pretty hard, but uh, your feet could touch the bottom if you were stepping in it. Does the water look off at all? Uh, nope. But you do see little fish, little manta ray type fish flowing through it, mm-hmm. uh, like like swimming downstream. Does it look like there have been any footprints or any recent, besides us, does it look like anyone's been down here recently? Uh, investigation check. Okay. I'll help you out on that. Okay. Uh, 22. And then I roll again, or do you want to do it? No, you can take it. I'll help you. Okay. Yeah, 22. Okay. Uh, you can tell, you know, some some... Foot like a, a piece of cloth is actually on the ground. It got caught on a, sh- a sharp rock. It looks like it's from somebody's cloak or something. Um, and it seems like it was ripped off relatively recently, maybe maybe about uh, a, a week or five days ago. Hmm. Westboro, tall one, come and see. Is this near the boat? It's near the boat, and you can also tell the rope is relatively new. Like it's a kind of a fresh knot. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like the rope is kind of like old and aged from the humidity in the room and everything like that. But okay, um, Westboro, tall one, come and take a look at this rope and uh, this piece of cloth I found. Hardly damaged at all by the by the water in the the river, and I would say no more than five or seven days it's been here. Or it's just really well made. Yeah, it could be a could be a strong piece of rope. 
I, I, that very well may be true, both of you, but my eyes tell me that I think someone has been down here recently. I think we, just all the more reason to suspect we're not alone. That's well, a, that can't be true. That can't be true. No one, no one could get past the puzzle that we did to get in here. We were really clever about that, and we're the most clever around. Look, we've only got this small little rowboat. How about uh, Leslie and the horses stay here? And uh, the three of us move forward on the rowboat and see what we can find ahead. Well said. Mm, okay. All right, perfect. Um, it is going downstream. I'm not sure how you're going to row back to us, but... Well, um, the boat got back here somehow. It was tied back up recently. Is the rope long enough that we could tie one part here, and if we ever needed to, you could pull us back upstream? Uh, it's not that long. It's only long enough to go from the pole to the boat. Do we have any rope? I don't think I have any rope. I have 50 feet of rope. Can I see how far down this like stream goes? Is it farther than 50 feet? You peer down and you can see it goes, and you would assume it probably goes a bit further than uh, 50 feet. You can't really see the end of it, um, so you assume it's larger than that. Okay. Yeah, I think with dark vision, I can only see up to 60 feet anyway, so... That would be kind of the limit there. Um, I will swim through the water. I need to be brave. Tea leaf, learn from me. Hmm? What? What are you? What? I don't want to swim. If I if I cast bark skin on one of the horses, <laughs> would he just naturally float and like they could just sit on him? I could do it on both horses, and then the other two, and and then Leslie can just sit on one of the horses. You know what? I'm going to say sure. <laughs> the other, well, the other option here, Zip, if you want, you can, you can transform, right? Do you want to maybe jump in the water and just scout ahead and see how far down it goes and what may be up ahead? Yeah, but I only have a few of these per day, Darian. You know that. Uh, I'm aware. <laughs> you don't care. No, I'm just kidding. I just realized we have a fish. Gracken, why don't you go and scout ahead for us? Mm. I don't trust him to leave the bowl. Yeah, I definitely don't trust that guy. I trust me to leave the bowl. Yeah, you're not leaving the bowl. I'm a great swimmer! And a, an alleged murderer of thousands. Alright, how about I just, like, get my flying carpet to just, like, float me over the water down the stream? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's way easier. Just do that real quick. <laughs> All right, uh, DM. I'm going to uh, to just do that. I'm going to just like I have my my uh, carpet okay. like rolled in onto my backpack, and I'm just going to like. It, I don't think I need to even unroll it. I'm just gonna like suddenly levitate and just levitate down the stream. <laughs> but I'm gonna be on alert mode, if you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, we'll put the sweat, the toggle on your back up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to alert mode. Uh, the magic carpet comes off your back, unfurls, and it bows to you. Say the command word. Oh, uh, I think it was Alakazam. <laughs> hey, it rolls itself up and like a bow and goes bing, and then it like slatches itself through the top part of your backpack and it raises you up. And it's like you're wearing a jetpack, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's what no I wanted. Or anything coming for out. sure. Yeah. yeah. And it starts floating you down the river. Goodbye. Living in a van. <laughs> um, the river. 
and you are floating down. At first, there's a bit of a drop off, and it seems kind of like the water speeds up just past where、uh, the boat was tied,、uh, and the waves get a little rough. But then it smooths out,、uh, and you can see it's kind of in an open area with, with all these、uh, stalactites like forming from the the ceiling. Uh, and poking down, but they're all kind of like this black, translucent, kind of glassy thing that makes it look like looking up at the ceiling of this cave is kind of like stars in the night sky. Damn! But you're floating through, and the whole cave is kind of illuminated. And as you're floating over the waters, you can see the little manta ray fish,、uh, like swimming through, going downstream as well. And you can actually see like some bigger fish that kind of look like bottom half dolphin, front half wolf. And they're kind of floating through, just like deeper、uh, underwater. The water's deeper here now; it's it's about fifteen feet, is what you can see. But you float down、uh, as well, and you see all of a sudden the open room. The water funnels back into a river, but this one goes straight up, and you follow it up, and you can kind of feel gravity somewhat shift, and you feel like you're level again. And you keep going up and up and up, and all of a sudden you're in another clearing, where instead of the black, starry ceiling, it's now this pinkish,、uh, rosish-colored、uh, ceiling with these large kind of crystals forming from the ceiling going down. The water here, the river, has opened up into this larger kind of lake. Um, and you can see there's kind of there's just a, an island about 50 feet away from you. It's quite a big kind of like lake room now,、uh, but you can see there's this island, just kind of a little little island、uh, with all these ball kind of they're like big eight feet tall white ball white furry balls with walrus like faces. And they kind of just roll around and bump into each other, and they are jumping off the island into the water to catch those little manta ray things and eat them before resurfacing and jumping on the island to kind of like sleep.、Uh, you see the water like diverts into the two paths as it circuit like goes around the island, and then you can see just past the island it falls off, and you can hear it's like rushing like a waterfall. So this island's just on the edge of this waterfall. Also on the island, you see the largest crystal from the ceiling. The largest pink crystal is lowered down, and it's touching the island at the the toppest point. It's not just like flat; it's kind of like a, a hill or a mound.、Uh, and at the top of this island, licking this pink crystal that's formed from the ceiling, is a giant snail. It's this giant blue snail with a gross snaily face, and it's just kind of like licking and munching on this crystal. And you can see its shell has a window, a chimney with smoke coming out of the top, and a door on it. So it, it looks like the shell is kind of a house. And that's what you see. <coughs> Would you like to proceed? Would I like to what? Proceed to the snail, or go back to the guys, or what? I don't even know what to tell them. There's some walruses who are eating some manta rays, and then a snail eating some crystals. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty. This looks、it. really weird to me.、Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I don't want to do anything here by myself. Don't split the party. That's what I learned. I lost a finger from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he learns! He learns! Um, yeah, I'll go all the way back and relay this information to the group. <laughs> you quickly zip all the way back, and as you're going through the river again, you feel the shift in gravity as you like are descending. And you make it back to the group and relay all the information. Hey, guys. That's pretty weird, if I'm going to be honest. And I've seen some pretty weird shit in the Feywild. Oh, I just automatically so, related, eh? Bleah. That's, oh, that's what... That's what Info dump. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so I, I was just kind of... I I don't think we need to hear you <laughs> try to say everything. Um, so there was this thing... <laughs> Doing this thing. You described some kind of like gravity shift there. I wonder if that's maybe how the boat gets gets back. Either way, I don't think we should be bringing the horses there. But well, it was either I, gravity or some congestion. The monosnow food's very different from what I'm used to. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. I those pierogies. Well, no, the schnitzel wasn't quite sitting right. The pierogies were delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it'd be absolutely safe. The problem is there seems like a bunch of animals who are just, it's almost like a zoo up there, which makes a lot of sense from what we've learned. Yeah. Why don't the three of us go ahead? You said there was a door on the snail. Why don't we, um, why don't we go knock? (coughs) If you had a door on your butt, (laughs) Darian, would you want someone to (laughs) knock on that? There's a chimney and smoke coming out. Somebody clearly lives in there. <laughs> I think we've all seen... There's usually smoke seen, coming out this guy's ass, too. Yeah, I think we've all seen and smelled your chimney there, uh, Darian. Look, don't go near yeah, my chimney. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> no, but... Um, Leslie, you're not part of this. <laughs> okay. um, I think the tall one brings up a fair point. I think... Besides, the way back is blocked. There's no way forward except to... uh, There's no way out except forward to see what this place holds for us. Okay, but we gotta be careful about the other animals. I say we just play it cool, and uh, if if I need to talk to them, I I can talk to those animals, probably. All right. Let's make some barkskin horse boats, I guess. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah. uh, (laughs) Let let me work my zippy magic on these animals. (laughs) I slap on some surgical gloves. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, yeah, I'm going to cast my level two spell, the bark skin on tea leaf and, um, uh, cloppy hooves, horse face. Um, (laughs) horse face. Long, long face, cloppy hooves. How do you forget? I don't even remember your horse's name. (laughs) Long face, cloppy hooves. You want to do it to both of them? I I have to, because I don't think tea leaf can sit. In our boat or on top of long face. Uh, the boat could fit um, three of you guys. So, if Zippy, if you took the carpet back, it could fit Leslie, Darian, uh, one of the horses, and uh, Peterson. But one of the horses would have to be bark skinned. Okay, then I'll just use one level two. Sp- and I, I don't have, I'll just fly. Um,. So, uh, yeah, I'll just cast it on my good friend, uh, Longface Cloppy Hooves, and then uh, I'll just, I won't ride him, I'll just fly alongside with the carpet. All right. But before we leave, you... can I try to catch a manta ray? 
<coughs> sure. Uh, make okay. a dexterity uh, check. Or While Zippy's check. doing all of his thing, I'm going to kind of dip my toes in the water. I'm and I'm going to try to catch one. Okay. Dexterity, you said? Yep. Okay. Uh, 12. Uh, okay, well, there's a lot of them swimming through, and they're not super difficult to catch, and they actually kind of gravitate to your hand as you put it in. Uh, and one comes, and it like a suction cup sticks to your hand, and you raise it out of the water, and it's kind of stuck on your hand. Ugh. I try to pry it off. Uh, you try to pry it off, and it's a little difficult, but as you're trying that, Longface is getting close to the water, and he's like, All right, master, I can do this. And normally, you've never been able to stand, understand any animals speaking or any animal languages, but all of a sudden, when this manta ray is on your hand, now you can. What? I look, I look at the writing on the wall. Can I, can I read it myself now? Nope. Okay. So it's just with animals. I say, I can understand the horse. No, he can't. Yes, I, I yes, I, I can. Master, check, master, check out this guy. (laughs) Yeah, don't mind him. He just, he just thought. He he just doesn't understand. He's a new person, and he doesn't get our kind of way of doing things. Just slap on this spark skin. We'll be good to go. Okay. I'm just going to keep the manta ray and stroke it like a little pet on my palm. And we keep going. Peterson, are you done playing around? Get in the boat. Yes, tall one. I hop in. Okay. Uh, Tea Leaf hops in too, and he's like, oh, this is fun! And uh, you uh, are starting to sail ahead of them down the river. Uh, Zippy, you cast Barkskin on uh, Longface as he's standing at the edge. And he's like, I'm ready. You touch him. His skin turns to wood and he falls into the river, like just so stiff. And he's kind of like bonking his way down the river <laughs> as he's floating. Like just like like he's just a limp, like toy horse kind of thing. Uh he can like he's still able to move. It's just he's gone completely stiff out of fear, and he's trying to be brave. This is the only <laughs> way he knows how. But he's just bonking his way down the river like a wooden horse, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's just bonk, 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 and you float behind him. Uh, as you get to the open area, the first one, you can all of you can see, you know, the 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 wolf like fishes deeper down, and the manta rays are swimming beside the ship. Um, and, uh, Clappy Hooves is kind of, like, spinning on his side as he's floating along the river, and he's just, like, heavy breathing at this point. Uh, and you get to the waterfall, and it, or not the waterfall, the river part again, and it flows upwards, and you again feel the shift, and it feels like you're just going straight instead of upwards now. Uh, and you guys are bonking, uh, or at least Clappy Hooves is, and you rush out into the open area the cusp of this waterfall you see the island you see the snail you see the walrus balls uh and you can see clappy hooves is starting to drift off towards uh a side that is going to lead him down a river if he's left alone. oh god and he's like master i i i float over and tried to to write his course uh you write his course towards the island and you're just kind of like gently nudging him he's like oh. <laughs> he's just still stiff as a boy <laughs> um and you guys, do you want to land at the island? Oh, I think that's where we're headed. All right. You grab the oars on the side of the rowboat at this point, and you steer them towards the island. And all of you get off in 
the walrus beings here are extremely friendly. They they just look at you guys and they're like, hmm? and to Zippy and Peterson, you can hear they're like, whoa, hello! and they just dive into the water to eat more fish. Um, but you're on basically uh, the beach of this island. Just just the you're you've landed on it. Well, why don't we go uh, go knock? I guess. Okay, but are you sure this thing's not going to, like, attack us or anything? I think we can handle it. Do you want me to talk to it beforehand, or do you just want to not? I mean, if you think there's a benefit in talking, I was just going to knock. Okay, well, I'll just let you knock, then. Okay. And I, uh, walk up to the door, and I give it a knock up all the way you get to the the snail and it's it's larger you know closer up it's it's actually really big the shell is the size of a regular house um and you kind of walk up you get your foot on the shell and you knock on the door and you can hear some footsteps inside hmm. and the door you hear click and and it opens and you see a figure wearing kind of a winter hood a black winter hood and you can see there's a little cloth bit that's missing at the bottom and you can see standing in the doorway in front of all of you is a gray skin genasi with a red bandana mask that's covering their eyes what? and nose what? and it wraps around their head and they look down at you and they're like Look who won the race. That's great. Well, congratulations. Uh, And that's where we're going to take a break. Do you ever get that feeling that you walk into a room and then you think, why am I here? Have you ever noticed that that feeling has been going on for quite some time now, that you can't remember something incredibly important? That is the Ballad of the Seven Dice. For years now, it's been continuously wiped from your mind in an effort to destroy the connection to the Far Realm, but you should not forget these heroes, these people who risked their lives to save you and all of existence. Join us at BalladToTheSevenDice.com to continue to spread this word and fight against the gods Eurasia. <clears throat> hey guys, Adam here. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cheaper by the Dungeon. Here are this week's announcements. So first off, our adventure guide, A Land Untamed, is literally so close to being done. Unfortunately, due to some tiny technicalities, it's not quite quite ready just yet. Just a couple T's we got to cross and some I's we got to dot and it'll be done. Thank you so much for your patience and we apologize for the delay, but it's going to be so worth it. Uh, When you guys see the battle maps alone, you're going to freak out. We're very proud of it and we can't wait to share it with you. When it's done, it'll be available for download on our Patreon page, which is linked in the episode's show notes below. Our Patreon also has lots of other cool stuff up there as well, especially our $5 tier. Uh, Seth just uploaded a brand new bunch of lore for the world of Ohm. Um, Sometimes I feel bad for Seth because he has made such a highly detailed world 
uh, it was so much backstory and so much lore and actually everything actually lines up and makes so much sense. But since it's a podcast, we don't always have time to really get into the, the thick of it and really divulge it all. And it's stuff that not even we know, um, so that we can be genuinely surprised, but now it's available on the Patreon page. So, and it's a for a pretty low tier. So that's always exciting. Um, Anyways, other announcements. Did you like the little preview you heard before I came on to talk to you guys? That was the latest promo clip from the Ballad of the Seven Dice, who happened to be this week's sponsor. Ballad of the Seven Dice is a D&D actual play podcast that releases weekly episodes, not bi-weekly like us. They're even cooler than us. Each one around an hour long. So don't hesitate to check them out. As you can tell from their promo clip, they do everything with excellent quality. They also have an awesome website that I'm looking at. Oh, sorry, one sec that I'm looking at right now uh, called Ballad of the Seven Dice.com. Seven spelled S-E-V-E-N, not the number. Um, seriously, the artwork is great and beautiful. Uh, Ballad of the Seven Dice, thank you so much for sponsoring this week's episode of Tiber by the Dungeon. Seriously, guys, you should check them out. Our next episode is coming out Two weeks from now, December 3rd, uh, and just beyond that, a couple weeks after, our Christmas episode is coming out. So if you're new to the show, you may not actually know this, but last, but we always do a super awesome Christmas episode. I say always, but we've only had one Christmas before this, and that last Christmas episode was a musical masterpiece, and we're looking to top it this year. So even if you can't stay in the podcast, you'll want to stick around for that because it's going to be legendary. Um... Check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Honestly, if you search us on Google, you'll find us right away, Cheaper by the Dungeon. Um, last but not least, if you like the show, you can support the show through word of mouth, our Patreon, and a five-star review on iTunes. All of those things help other Chiefscates find the show, and our army ever grows. Anyways, thanks so much for enjoying the show, and let's get back to it. So, we're back, and you stand in front of your old friend from way, way back, the Red Bandit. What? What would you like to do? What in the deep? What What are you doing in here? What's the Red Bandit doing in some snail's shell in Monosnow? Darian, you oh. Darian, you know this guy? Yeah, we, we told you about him. Norman and I, when we were in the castle, we came across him. We didn't... Oh, I didn't... I didn't know he looked like this. This, yeah, this is him. You're one of those, not observers. You're something else. Um, watchers? Are you a watcher? No, I'm me. No one else could be me but me. Oh, I'm sure you remember that. I didn't. Darian. I didn't miss this part. He speaks in nothing but riddles. He's not very helpful in that regard. Only riddles to the emotionally unavailable. You know nothing of my emotions I know enough How many of you are there? I can't see And he raises out his arm There's uh, Do you count horses? No Well then there's four of us Wow I set five places So come on in Oh, sure. Um, are... Is it safe for our horses out here? Oh, yes. Yeah. They won't get hurt. Nothing will hurt them. Okay. They can eat the grass. All right. Come on, guys. Let's, um... Let's step inside. 
and I uh, lean close to Zippy and I go, we still don't know a lot about this guy. So just keep, keep a close eye. I'll follow your lead, Darian. Um, DM, is the ground part of the snail or is it part of the shell? Uh, the ground is not part of the, uh, the snail at all. It's just kind of like an actual just island, like grass and dirt. No, I think uh, it means rock. like the house. But the house inside, uh, the floor is like uh, part of the shell, yes. Can we see the snail's body in here at all? Like, No. It's like a pearlescent white shell, uh, and you can't see, like, when you're inside, it's like you're just in the shell. Normal snails, you know, their body, like, curves in, and you can tell there's probably parts of it that do work like that, but this snail's shell specifically is kind of molded around that, so no visible snail bits are noticeable. However, its body probably does curl around the outside of the shell, yeah. Okay. So you didn't exactly say what you're doing in one of these um, Rorona chambers, I think is what they're called. Oh, is that where we are? Oh, I didn't know. And you step inside, and as I said, it's it's just white shell everywhere. Uh, and there's uh, just some candles lit, like from a chandelier that's hanging from this main entranceway room. You can see there's only just this big kind of open room here. There's one side room off in the back. There's no doors. You can see right in and see it's just kind of like a storage-ish room. And then there's kind of like a a, somewhat of a slide, like smooth slide-ish stairwell that leads to a second level. Uh, But in here, it's basically bare except for a table in the center of the room with chairs. uh, And there's five of them. And a stool at the other end as well. That is not a part of the table. Um, but the red bandit makes his way to the stool and he says, I, th- I didn't realize we were in there. Oh, you, you can each have a seat. Pick whichever ones you like. The choice is important. Hmm. So are all the chairs on like <clears throat> the, sorry, are all the chairs on like one side of the table or is it like a, they're all encircling, like, around, like, a circle table? Like, what are the chairs? It's a circle-ish table. Yeah, circle table. I uh, sit down on the chair closest to me. Okay. I sit down on the chair looking at him. At Zippy? No. Looking at the, the red bandit, because you said the stool's away from the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to sit at the chair that, like, I'd be looking at him on the stool. I will go equidistant from everyone else at the table. Uh, you're all kind of in a triangle formation, uh, and and um, Leslie's like, um, this is so weird. What? And he pulls up a chair uh, between Peterson and Zippy, um, and the Red Bandit's like, wow, good choice. Oh, refreshments, of course. Guests need drinks, don't they? And he brings out cups from the storage room and also uh, just, yeah, the whole kind of coffee set in a little teapot and he starts pouring this black liquid into cups and hands them out in front of you shakily with these kind of shaky hands. He's kind of guessing where to put them in front of you because he can't really see. Um, Seth, in my conversation with Gallard, do I, re- do I remember what 
these guys are called? What their actual what people called them were? They're called gazers, gazers. and they're they're usually in white. They don't look like this guy uh, per Gallard's description, uh, but they they yeah they normally have kind of a cloth over their eyes, uh, but it's usually all white. This mm. guy seems a little different. It seems odd for a gazer to not be dressed in all white. Is there any reason? Is it? Well, I can't see color. All I see is red through this thing. I guess that's a color. But odd is only odd to people who are odd themselves. (laughs) Right, Darian? (laughs) Sure. But if the rest of you are all wearing white, you must be able to tell somehow. Why are you different? We're all different in our own ways. For example, Peterson's the different one at this table, isn't he? Well, he might be new. But also, I don't think we introduced him to you at all. How did you know? Oh, I didn't need to be introduced to Peterson. You can tell sometimes. You can tell people's names. Just from the air around them, you know. You give off real dairy and air. What does the Mm. air of someone's name look like? What do you see? I don't see anything, Darian. I got this cloth over my eyes. Just like you got cloth over your eyes, too. Just Just a different cloth. Then what do you feel? Well, I felt that five people would be coming here. And it was just, you know, a matter of time before they showed up. Where is the fifth? Hmm. Weird. I can only... Weird feelings. Presume you're talking about Norman. And he's, um... Fallen ill. He's in a bit of a coma right now. Oh, not him. No, he's on a different path. I'm talking about somewhere else. The one I was, like, waiting for. It seems like every time I'm waiting, or walking... Or trying to meet someone, paths converge. And again, with you, Darian, and your party, seems as though our stories align. Isn't that right, Zippy? I mean, I guess so. I, I, I don't really know what you're talking about. Well, you just gotta listen a little closer. All right. You know, it, um, can I scoot my chair over closer to you? No, no, don't move it. That'll change things. You know, all of you have a choice, right? The whole thing, every choice you make matters. Every choice, the chairs you sit in, opening my door, everything. It matters. In the long run, the choices will add up. And the choice you made to come here now matters. Seth, not to interrupt you, just while... Um, the red bandit is talking. Can I look through my mask just to to look at him through my mask? Yep. Okay. Does is he like glowing, or is there any light coming up from behind his bandana, or what? Nope, nothing. He's as regular as Zippy and Darian uh-huh. in the room. Okay, cool. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. That's just he he looks through it, and then as soon as he's done, he puts it back up. Okay. 
you know, the biggest choice is Leslie. I was always unsure about that one. And Leslie's like, what is happening? Why am I, what? You know, he chose to join you guys. Same with Peterson. They should still have the chance to leave. But the biggest choice of staying or leaving is when you do it. So, here's your first choice. Or third choice. Or tenth choice. Depends how many choices you've made. But, the most important one is the one right now. Are you going to stay? Or are you going to leave? I'm going to stay. Then I, too, shall stay. Um... You sure I can't move my chair at all? (laughs) It's your choice. But just be warned, things will change. Alright, I'll stay put. Leslie, things have escalated. But the choice is yours. You can decide to stay here with us or walk outside. Uh, uh, what's happening? Why? Why? How long are you guys staying here? What? We we gotta find Laura. Remember, we gotta we gotta go, F- Felix. Remember? Yep, I understand. But sometimes things need to be answered. I'll leave. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Leslie scoots his chair back and stands up, and he's like, "Then you can leave." Uh, okay. Um. I'll, I'll just be waiting outside for you guys. I'm not gonna like completely leave, but that's fine. Cause, cause, like, Leslie. Yes? If we don't see you again, live well. Guys, I'm just leaving the snail. Don't get all dramatic on me. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just go sing a song outside. Okay. We'll see you Bye. outside in a few. And he opens the door to the snail and steps out and closes it. And he's like, well, what a brave man. But bravery is only... Really ignorant, I suppose, because he didn't know he was being brave at all. Now, second choice, or tenth, or twelfth, or twentieth. Are you gonna drink, or are you gonna sit? Um, I thought I was already sitting, <laughs> but. But uh, since I had my mind made on sitting, I will. I'm gonna sit down, but I'm gonna pass on the drink. That's that's what I'm gonna do. Um, anyone else is free to do whatever they want, but this is my decision. I want to make some kind of insight check into this guy and see if he's trying to manipulate us in any way or kind of get his vibe of what's happening here. And I want to smell the drink. It. I want to. I want to investigate the drink. 
Roll. Okay. Uh, that's a 14 on the uh, insight. And uh, modified 20 on the investigation. Oh, sorry. Looked at the wrong number. Uh, that's actually going to be a uh, 17. Of course, Darian. Oh, that number didn't feel high enough. I was going to say another one. I looked at investigation. It was the wrong one. Um, Darian, uh, you cannot incite any manipulation. This guy is talking such weird stuff that y- you can't make heads or tails of what he's trying to do or if he's trying to do anything at all. Um, you just hear his words and that's that. Uh, and for you, Peterson, you look at the drink and you can see it's kind of a black liquid, uh, but you don't believe it to be poisonous in any way or harmful uh, from your just from just eyeballing it. <laughs> I'm going to say I drink. But I haven't drunk it yet. I'm going to wait. I, I say I'll drink, but I haven't drunk it yet. Um. So, Darian, you're not drinking or are you? I'll drink. And the threads get more complex. You both... Are you going to drink it now, Peterson? I'm kind of waiting on a cue, like... Does the Red red Bandit have a drink as well? No, he's just sitting on a stool Uh, separate from the table. See, I was going to sip when he sipped, but... I'll just kind of look at Darian and nod and wait for him to drink... And like, like to, to start making the motion, and then I'll mirror him and drink with him. Okay. Darian uh, holds uh, the cup in his hand and kind of slowly brings it up to his his bottom lip and and hesitates for a moment, and then takes a sip. I do the same. You take a sip, and it's quite viscous. It's almost like syrupy. Uh, in thickness, and but it, and it doesn't taste very good. Uh, but you drink it all the same and put it down. Uh, but yeah, you do, it's doesn't seem it's not poisonous or anything. You've just drank in this mysterious liquid, snail poop, and yeah. <laughs> and Red Bandit's like, okay. Do you hear that? Do you hear the aura? Do you hear the words? There's a name coming. Zippy, why don't you mouth it? Um. I don't know. (laughs) Think deep down, Zippy. The first name you're got. Karen? Damn it, Karen! (laughs) (laughs) And you're right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But that wasn't really the that wasn't really the first word that was in my head. It was actually Leslie. So, are you lying to me then? I can't lie. I take you for your word. I can't hear it as good as you. But you... That's not true, because you said it was correct. I assume it is. 
Just as you assume what I say, Scar. You gotta have trust, Sippy. It's the only way we get through. Uh, I mean, okay. I don't know. Trust is trust is built on on shared experiences. We've shared a lot. I've never met you before. We've shared in this world together. Shared in the Bramble Path. Shared Mm. in the world. We all share together, just not together. That's not true. Uh, Sometimes people take. Like Karen? (laughs) Um, that was just a, a name. I don't know a Karen. We might meet them. Might meet them now. Might meet them later. Karen? Karen, you said? Yes, Karen. I move my chair to the right. Like I scoot over. Once again, fate ravels. (laughs) Oh my god. This guy sucks. I'm um I I bury my head and hand in arms into the table and don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what is all of this? What game are we playing? You're not playing a game, Darian. You're living. You're making these choices, and the choices matter. Just as I said before, that when I look for somebody, they find me because of their choice. Now here is your next choice. And maybe your most important. For now, again, every choice is important when it's the next choice. Will you stay in this room or will you hide and listen from above? If I had to advise, I'd say make it unanimous. But again, what's the fun in making any decision unless you're doing it for yourself? I would stay if it were up to me. That's my vote, Tall One and Westboro. What do you think, Zip? Oh, I don't know. I don't like talking to this guy. Look, I've never been one for... uh, mind-bending games and riddles. It's a little bit much for me. Right now, I fear there is a right decision, and I'm not sure which one to make. There is no right decision. Oh, sh- sh- There's just this- Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> this guy keeps messing with us. Why should we even trust anything he's saying? He's not even wearing the proper colors. Just because you've seen him before and he lives in this stupid snail. Like, why- Look, We're getting our heads all in a tizzy just for nothing. That's true. Either he has something for us, and he needs to tell you it now, or we're just going to leave. Well, this is the final decision, then. Why don't we just stay and... We've done nothing wrong by being here. There's nothing 
that we could be accused of, and we're three capable adventurers. I, I know, but there, there must be a reason he's making this so confusing, and he's clearly different from all his his other kind. It's just this is I don't I don't like this at all. Well, why don't we just see it through to the end, Zip? If you take too long to decide, the choice will be made for you. And you start hearing some dirt getting crunched as someone's footsteps. Not Leslie's, because Leslie kind of, you heard his footsteps go off a different way on the, on the mound. But you hear someone else's footsteps coming towards the door. And he says, I didn't listen in the attic or stay here or let time decide. It's the fifth seat. It's the last person coming. If we stay, if we don't decide, we're going to be here with him, or we go up top and we listen to the conversation. I know my recommendation is that we all stick together. Stop. Stop. Okay, stop. I'll stay. All right. Let's see who this fifth chair is. The choice has been made. <laughs> You all turn around in your seats. You see, standing in the doorway, this tall figure with this long, wet, black hair that goes down to his belly button. This giant, bushy beard that is black from the bottom lip down and gray from the top lip up. Uh, But his hair is long and black. You can see his face is aged. This is an old man. And you can see they're quite tall, about six and a half feet tall, and they're a tiefling with this curved horn that carks off and and like points out while the left horn is broken down to where it's just the base of it at the forehead. You can see its elfish ears pointing through the black hair, and you can see they're wearing this long pea coat, this gray pea coat. And their left arm is covered in bandages. You can only see the hand, but even the hand is wrapped in these white bandages. Oh my gosh. The right arm seems fine. But they are soaking wet like they swam here. And they're wearing these big just boots. And this old man looks at all of you and just sopping wet goes, pulls out the chair just to the right of Darien, the fifth chair, arcs it out. And sits down and leans back and is like, and he looks over at you three and goes, who the hell are you? Did you take my boat? Jeez, I just swim here. Nothing's going right. Do you mind if I catch your name? It's Karen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yours? Darian. Darian Branch. Salutations. My name is Peterson, the last surviving goblin of the Eastern Spear Tribe. And I'm Zippy Westboro. I'm from the Bramble Patch. And, well, let me tell you how I got here. We took you your boat down. Later, Zip. Okay. 
What are you doing here, Karen? Hold on, I gotta ask. What color is he? His skin? Yeah, what color tiefling is he? Damn. So <laughs> Why he, does that matter? He's got a very gray, almost whitish complexion. Uh, you can see the aged face. There's wrinkles all, all where his skin is visible on his face. Uh, and you can see his eyes are kind of piercing. Uh, and he has a very strong nose line where it's just kind of straight, narrow. Um, and you can just see the eyes just like with with just regular blackish pupils are very piercing. But his, his skin is is kind of pale, very pale. Okay. I have my reasons for asking, but I'll... I'll not interrupt anymore. Sorry. And he says, I'm just here to pay respects. What are you all doing here? Who are you paying respects to? I, you can see he's getting a little emotional. He's like, I had a, an old friend who passed recently. We used to come here or, you know, start here, I suppose. And yeah, it's, it, it's hard to talk about, you know, I've, he was the last one or, you know, I, I would be really alone. The last what? Last friend. Ask anybody, I. But I, I come here. I've been here a long time, but my friend died, and I thought this would be a good place to make a memorial. I suppose. Why are you, Why are you all here? How did you even find this? I guess you could call it. Uh... A random chance, or someone might even call it fate, I guess. But just to be clear, do you see the man sitting over there with the red bandana over his eyes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I... I'm just making sure. Is this your snail house or his? Um, no, it's not mine or his. It's... Well, a friend of mine's, uh, but they passed as, as well. What was their name? Parlay. Parlay was her name. I have to ask. You, you came here as Ruben. At this point, I don't have the energy to care what is going on or even why you're here. I'd like to at least, you know, maybe have some conversation to dull my thoughts. So, what's going on? We are three adventurers, three treasure hunters, and we have come far north and far into the cold lands regions of Manor Snow to see and explore what happens up on this mountain above us and to see what is the source of the red lights that exist up there. And in our crossing, we found this entranceway, and through the combination of our ingenuities, we were able to find the way in, and a short while later brought us 
here to this place. <laughs> Adventurers. Greeters, maybe. Well, not very unique. It's all the same, I suppose. Same pattern. Same lies. You guys are just more of the same, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm not gonna stay here. You know, just dry off and then make make the rave marker, I suppose. Uh, guys, one more choice. Um, do you want to speak or not speak? Speak to who? And, and Karen, <laughs> uh, strangers is back and he's like, what do you know? Regarding what topics? Well, first decide, speak or don't speak. And Karen is getting visibly just like more excited and more just energetic. And he's like, speak, do it. Speak. He'll tell you what to say. Who will tell us what to say? He will. That's what he's for. This one? And I point to the red bandit. Yes. What do you mean, what's he, what he's for? Why, why don't you just do it? There's no time for thinking. He's for this. He's a gazer. He's the one to guide you to me. He's mine. He's with me. And you're here for me. But not everyone's here to guide me. So speak, please. All right. I'll be different. Everyone's the same. I'll speak. Do the rest of you want to speak? Yeah, as will I. Mm, I'll listen. Okay. And he says, Arian. Who died recently? Well, I don't know if... I guess the only one... Gilbert. Gilbert died recently. Who? Gilbert. He was... our friend. Or do you mean... Parley? going Gilbert talk a little about that uh Gilbert was our friend he was an ex-greeter who lived in an estate on the outskirts of Orem he took us in after saving his daughter And whilst away from the estate, he was attacked 
as one of our other companions was being hunted and him and his family were caught in the crossfire and he didn't make it. There is still a lot... Who, who attacked him? Um, monks. Two monks from the Comcloud Monastery. Um, I think their names were May and uh, Cornelius. And he looks at the Red Bandit. And he's like... Yeah. Jadarkai? Yeah. Killed him. And he stands up from the table. And he says, Oh, I was going to kill myself. What? Here. Once again, you spoke. Okay. Gilbert was an old man. Did he have a mark on him? Just to confirm. He had, um, a. what appears to formerly be a blue flower, but it was being suppressed by some kind of band around his leg. And the red bandit gets up. And he starts walking out of the snail. And you see Karen puts his hands on the back wall. And the door opens and closes. The red bandit just starts walking away. What? And you just feel trembling in the shell. And he's like, Okay. And that's where we're going to take a break and end the episode. <laughs>